Good morning and welcome back to the Experiencing Life podcast. I'm your host, Gwen Nace. I thank you so much for being here this week. I hope you had an amazing weekend. So we have a very exciting episode today with a very special person. So let's go ahead and jump right into our weekly segments. So what I've been experiencing this past week, just getting things done, trying to stay on schedule. My last week was pretty busy just this time of year. You know, it's the holidays are coming, final season. So really just trying to buckle down and get things done, stay productive. Now for this upcoming week, what I would like to experience more is family time. It is Thanksgiving week. So I hope you guys are spending a bunch of time with your family, with your loved ones. I'm currently at the beach right now for the week with the Nace family. So we're getting a little bit of rain today, but hoping for the rest of the week to be sunny. We can get some sun and just enjoy family time away from responsibilities and school for a little bit. <clears throat> a huge thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring today's episode. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service and it's 100% online. To get started, you just answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy and BetterHelp will match you with the right therapist for you from their network of over 25,000 licensed and experienced therapists. You can talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether it's via text, chat, phone, or video call. You can also message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions whenever it's convenient for you. If your therapist doesn't seem to be the right fit for any reason, you can also switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you would expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you, more scheduling flexibility, and at a more affordable price. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash experiencinglife. That's betterhelp.com slash experiencinglife for 10% off your first month. Now, let's get back to the episode. All right, so let's go ahead and jump right into the episode. Like I mentioned earlier, we have a very important and special guest that has given us our time this week to be on the episode. So here today, we have my cousin and best friend, Miss Samantha Nates. Sam, would you please introduce yourself to those who may not know you? Age, occupation, and fun fact. Yeah, of course. So my name is Samantha. Most people call me Sam or Sammy. I am 23 years old. My birthday's in June. And my occupation- She's a Gemini. Yes, I am a Gemini. So my occupation, I am a personal trainer and a group fitness instructor. So yeah. Lovely. Thank you for being here today. (laughs) Yeah, of course. Glad to be here. Excited. Okay, so let's go ahead and get right into it. We have a lot to cover. So for your background, tell us a little bit about your school, your degree, why exercise science? Yeah, so a little bit um, a background about me. I am originally from Maryland. I came down here to Georgia for college. Why Georgia? I'm sure you're you're wondering. Well, we are. Tell us. Yeah, so <laughs> I have family down, down here, that being Gwen. And Gwen and I have always been super close, best friends, and we always had that dream of going to college together. Um, so why that major and minor? Well, growing up, I or throughout high school mainly, I always had a passion for health, wellness, and nutrition. Um, Those passions kind of stemmed from me being very athletic. So I loved doing sports, all kinds, ranging from soccer, volleyball, track, tennis, a whole bunch of sports. Um, More more for fun than competitively. Uh, I mean, I am a competitive person, but I was kind of just a jack of all trades. I wasn't, I wasn't just like super good in one sport. I 
was just kind of good or decent at a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I like change. So it was fun. So I kind of stemmed from being athletic. I also kind of had an eating disorder throughout high school, um, struggled with like body di- dysmorphia and stuff. I've always been super skinny, small. Um, and of course, I thought I wasn't. So yeah, I think that kind of piqued an interest in me to try out di- different diets. I u- used to be vegetarian, vegan for quite a while. Um, that also kind of le- led me to being very physically active. But yeah, while I was physically active in high school, I didn't really lift weights. I just, you know, tried to, I did more cardio and things that I thought would help me um, get smaller. So yeah, that kind of is what piqued my interest in nutrition, health, fitness, all the sorts. So that's what I did come college time. I remember when you were vegan. Yes. I'm sure that was hard. Yes, I was (laughs) vegan, um, mainly through college. Actually, I think I started um, veganism when I was probably a senior in high school and I was vegan for three years. So it went into my sophomore year of college. Yeah. So I was vegan for quite a while. How did you eat at the commons at our school cafeteria? Yeah. Our school cafeteria is actually really great. So they had a whole vegan section. Really? Yes. In addition to the salad bar. Yep. Yep. I never knew that. They had a whole vegan section. They always had foreign foods too. It was really nice. Yeah. The commons, if you go to, if you go to Kennesaw, you you know, commons (laughs) is the, the, the bomb. If you know, was, you know. If you know, you know. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for sharing all that with us. So oh, yeah, of course. You mentioned training. I want to dive into your personal training. So why did you want to begin personal training? What what drove you to become a personal trainer? Oh, yeah. So of course, I didn't just wake up one day and I was like, I'm going to be a trainer. Um, it kind of was just like over a period of time. I started, of course, it started in college. So as you guys know, I like health and fitness. That was my major. And because of that, because of that, I was active and I worked out um, once I got to college. At this point, I was new to weightlifting. Um, like throughout high school, I had never done any type of weight Cardio training. Cardio girly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just did my sports, maybe like mat things, cardio. Was not a weights girl. I was very small. So coming into to college, um, like my freshman and sophomore years, I started to go to the gym more. Like I actually had a gym available to me um, through college. So I would go to the gym and our gym offers per or group group fitness classes. So I would always go to those. From from going to our group fitness classes, I saw those girls or those guys up there coaching, and I was like, I could do that. Like I love people. I like being on stage. Um, I have this passion for health and fitness. I need a job. (laughs) So I was like, you know what? I'm going to apply. I'm going to become a group fitness instructor. So I did that. I was nervous, of course, but I got the, the job, started that. And yeah, I loved it. So I was a trainer for our campus or our school for about two years. So I think I started my sophomore year. So I was a group fitness instructor. And from there, I wanted to become a personal trainer, you know, work more one-on-one with the clients and the patrons um, instead of the group setting. Well, I continued to do group fitness, but I, on top of that, I wanted to become a personal trainer. So I got a separate certification to do one-on-one training. And I started um, personal training through our campus as well around my senior year of college. 
Awesome. Those group fitness classes were fun. They are. If you go to Kennesaw State, our group fitness classes are free. I guess I don't work, work there now. But yeah, you're plugging them. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. So our group fitness classes are free for all students and staff. Definitely check those out. Or if you go to a different college, um, I would look, look into your gym or recreation center and see what they offer. Because colleges are great for offering health and fitness advice, help. Yeah, all, all the all, things. All, yeah. Sorry. Stole the words That's out of your mouth. Yep. <laughs> Excuse me. Okay. So as far as personal training, would you mind sharing what has been the best part of being a personal trainer? And on the other hand, what is the toughest challenge you face? Yeah. So I think the best part in general with group fitness and personal training is just working with, with, pe with people. Um, I myself am a people person, so I love meeting new people and talking with people. So yeah, so working with, with, with people and not only that, but being able to help people mm -hmm. every day. So that is definitely the best part, like making those connections. Um, Relationships. Through, yeah, through, with, through clients and through coworkers. So mm -hmm. I absolutely loved the people that I worked with. Um, it's easy to find like-minded pe pe people that way. I mean, we're all, we're all trainers. Like even if we do like, di like different formats or have di different philosophies we overall you know love health and fitness so met some great people have some great friends through there mm -hmm. so yeah I think those are some of the best parts of of coaching that's awesome um so yeah so some of the toughest parts um they're kind of di different for group fitness and personal training I would say the tough part with group fitness is that it's hard to be one-on-one -on -one. Mm -hmm. so it's harder to make those connections it's harder to give individual advice because, um, of course, you're working in front of a big group. So I think that is the, is the toughest part, being sure that everyone is enjoying your class because you kind of just have to make it suitable for everyone. Right. Yeah, and there's all ty types of people that come into class. Like, yes, it was on campus, but I would have older adults, you know, pe like people more interested in cardio than weights or yoga, like all these things. So... Yeah, you kind of have to keep that in mind with group fitness. With personal training, um, it depends on you. So if you're not a people per person, then of course, personal training is going to be hard. You need to open up and talk and be willing to, to listen. Um, so I think I'm good with people. That wasn't challenging. Um, I think the toughest part is getting your clients to open up. So you really need to be empathetic willing to listen, like I said. Build that trust, that relationship. And yes, you need to show them that you really that you really care and you need to listen to what they have to say. And so like sometimes there's only so much you can do as a trainer. Cause it, it you know, at the end of the day it's gonna be up to them to really open up to you and share what they want from like from this, share where may maybe some of their problems like stem from. Like it's it's a whole like What's the word? It's like it's a whole like 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 lifestyle. Like a trainer, like you can become really close to your trainer if you want to. Mm -hmm. Um, because I mean it's it's some deep stuff. Yeah, getting like changing your health and fitness. Yeah, and I will so. say, um, from the trainee side, it's it can well luckily, thankfully, I know you. So yeah, yeah, spilling my beans to you isn't like intimidating, um, in a yeah. sense, but. If you're trying to like share everything that you are um, self-conscious about, like physically, 
and um, like strength wise to someone. Yeah. It's intimidating. It's scary. So yeah. Yeah, So I think that's the the toughest part, like having or getting like, I guess getting your clients to open up. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. That makes sense. Yeah. So what about being your own boss? What has Mm -hmm. been your experience with that and running your own business in personal training? Yeah. So like I said, I do take independent online clients. um, So that is just through me. And I think some of the best parts, of course, are I'm in control of my of my workload. So if I don't want to take on as many clients in this point in my in my life, I don't have to. If I want more, then I can like advertise and and get more. So that in control of my workload, also in control of my clientele. So at a lot of gyms, some are di- are different, but at a lot of gyms, you don't really choose your your clients. They kind of just hand you them which is fine, but I, knowing my philosophy is what I'm good at. Um, it helps a lot to choose your clientele and who you are coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, and off of that, I can set my own sta- um, standards. So knowing my philosophies as a coach, I can kind of implement what I believe is true and what's right, quote unquote, um, as opposed to working with a gym. A lot of the the times they kind of, they, they, they may get, give you the workouts to give to your clients or they may say you can can't do that so I can implement um the standards and the philosophies that I approve Mm -hmm. um some of the challenges there I think running your own business or coaching your own clients definitely requires lots of self-discipline that's with any business I think I'm sure you know this running your own um, podcast you need self-discipline to really want to get up every day and take on clients and check in on the on the on these clients you can't just like slump right right (laughs) you have to really um yeah have the discipline to to do it right so that can be a challenge at times um and yeah since i coach independent independently mainly online um connecting with clients can be a challenge um, I know online co- online coaching is very big right now, and there's lots of ways um, that make it easier to connect. But in general, if your client isn't willing to, you can't force them to. Sure, it can't be just. <laughs> I mean, I guess same in person, but in person, they're like they're there, and I and, and I'm there. Right. Online, if they don't want to text me back or reply to my to my call or that or share more because they don't see me, I don't know. Then they don't have to. So I think connecting um, is definitely harder, like getting to know your person more, you know, face-to-face, seeing them. I, I love in-person things. Um, of course, being online makes it easier because you don't have to have your own, your own space or be close to the person. But I'm a face-to-face gal, so I think being online is a challenge um, for them to know me more or me to know that, them more. Right. Um, and lastly... A big challenge for me and the the client is it's easier for clients to cheat, so to speak, online. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Little devils. Yeah. Again, (laughs) there's lots of resources that make it easy um, for online coaching. But as a trainer, you really never know what your client is doing. Um, Of course, you you have check-ins. You keep tabs on them you know you have that platform where you see what they're doing how training is going all that but who knows if what they're putting in is is true um that's why i really like to get like 
video evidence for like from clients <laughs> and that makes sense. like just to see form and stuff yeah um but yeah i think cheating and cutting corners is a lot easier for the client with an online coach only so much that i can do as a trainer so that's really them you know yeah you can lead a horse to water but you can't make it drink yeah so that can also be frustrating i'm sure as a trainer i'm sure it is yeah because if you're putting all that effort into them like give it back like you want to help them you know I'm not, I'm not even that but like i don't want them to sit here and say that i'm not do i'm not doing like my job if they're not do, like if they're not doing theirs right if they're not holding their end um and yeah there's only so much that i can do to help and it's really i mean with training in ge- in ge- in general it's really up to the client to work towards and reach that goal like we are here to facilitate to help to give our information our support but it's the client that does the work not me so right right i get that all right that's all good information i want to dive more into the health and wellness side of your background side of training so just in general what is your definition of health and wellness like how would you in your own words describe health and wellness and what does that mean to you yeah <clears throat> excuse me so i think most people view health um pretty factually you know being like the absence of illness or disease right um you know within your physical or your mental health so i think that's factually the definition of health but being termed unhealthy or healthy can be like that's not the end all be all like i.e having a bmi a body mass index of 25 or greater is termed as being overweight or obese but a person that works out may have a bmi at 25 just because of their their muscle mass Mm -hmm. like it, it doesn't look at body composition so just things like that um i think or what make health a lot broader than it actually is. You yeah, know, it's not as black and white, which kind of f- falls into we- to wellness. Like I think wellness like directly affects your health or plays into to your health. So how I see wellness, it's multidimensional. You know, it involves your social well- wellness, your emotional mental financial physical Mm -hmm. like spiritual like all types and yeah so i think what what wellness means to me is just a practice of bettering and of course not one size fits all so if you want to better your physical wellness or your financial wellness more i think every on an everyday basis what that looks like is waking up and choosing those one or two dimensions to actively practice and create like a a nice balance between them all. Mm -hmm. So it's all about balance, balancing all of the different sectors of wellness. Yeah. That you think you need to, to, to balance. So not everyone, you know, needs help or there may be things that overpower certain sectors. So I think just working and finding that balance between them all is, is what makes up good wellness. All right. Which leads to to good health. We're doing well. We're healthy. Okay. So wellness has become like a fad or I would say like a trend within the last few years. Like you have the hot girl trend, the clean girl trend, the whole Pilates trend that's coming out now. So what are your thoughts on all of those trends? 
Yeah. So that's a lot. I know. <laughs> there is a lot of fads and trends. There always has been, of course, as you said, more recently. Now it's that hot girl, clean girl. And yeah, I do see a lot of Pilates. I feel like since COVID, like people are like getting back on their yeah. stuff. And so since COVID, like all of these trends have exploded, especially on TikTok and all of that. So yeah, so which is great, but I I feel a little bittersweet about all the trends because, um, you know, just fads in, gen- in general are a little iffy, yeah. I guess. But yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm bittersweet because they can be pretty unrealistic. Mm-hmm. Um, as you know, you never know what's real on social media. So you never know if these routines that people post are their actual routine or what they're doing every day, or they may look unrealistic for you and your life. So I think everyone's routine is so unique that you shouldn't necessarily be copying someone else's. Mm -hmm. Um, Because again, it's not one size fits all. You may not have the time in the morning to wake up and meditate for an hour and read and like do all of those, you know, hot girl, clean girl, like satisfying or aesthetic trends. Um, And if you do and it works for you, then great. But if not, I highly just recommend customizing your own routine that fits for you. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it can be unrealistic, which, you know, that in that part it can be harmful for some like oh dang well I can't do that maybe like do I suck like I don't know so that of course isn't great but it also may give inspiration to people and inspire um, people so of course it can go both ways but yeah so going into the Pilates thing of course Pilates is just a form of physical activity um they normally you would do it in a class of course you could do at Pilates as well on a mat, but in the classes, they use the Pilates reformers typically. And it's basically just a mix of yoga and resistance um, training. So a lot of bands, not necessarily bands. um, Maybe I'm sure some of them use bands, Mm. but it's more so flexibility and like and muscular endurance just because it's high rep, low weight or low resistance, you know, small, smaller dumbbells, or I wouldn't say bands, but the reformers go off of like, they're kind of like cape, like cables. Like at home, if you're doing them at home, you do bands. Um, maybe, I don't know. Okay. Every coach is different, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. But yeah, so it's basically just a mix of like flexibility and some resistance training. So do you agree with these trends that are out now? Like, do you agree with them? Do you disagree with them? Like, what is your stance what is your standpoint so like I said it's not one size fits all so I don't necessarily agree nor disagree disagree. yeah so it depends on your when terms of Pilates it depends on your goals like in terms of the trends sure like they're fun they're cute they're they're aesthetic (laughs) for me I think they give me inspiration in terms of like adding things to my routine or like fashion wise products know. yeah or like your style like products yeah. yeah yeah of course that's like you know fun it can implement interest or aspiration I don't know like yeah. it's it's fun um in terms of the Pilates trend um I think it really just depends on your goals like I don't think because yeah people are doing a lot of Pilates as if out of it's, nowhere I'm as like what is it's this? the best workout you can get. <laughs> Holy um, grail to be snatched. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. No. Um, 
again, it's neither agree nor disagree because sure, Pilates is a great form of getting your act, your active your activity in, right? But it depends. Again, I will keep saying this: not one size fits all. It depends on your goals and what you're wanting from your health and and fit and fitness. If you're just want you're just wanting to do something with a friend, then sure, go try out a, a Pilates or a yoga or a, group, or a group fitness class. If you are if you know what your goals are and there may be to build more muscle mass and or lose fat, then it's not the best way to do that. You yeah, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So definitely it depends on your goals and what you're wanting to get out of your fitness routine. Um, and yeah, and, it, and if it's just for a clear mind or, or whatnot, then and you love Pilates, then sure, stick with that. But you have to know Pilates isn't always going to just get you that dream right. bod. Like it's, right. it may for some people because that's just their body responds well, but it's it's not the best way for body like recomposition. Like if you're wanting to gain muscle or lose fat. Right. And also I, I feel with these trends, what is somewhat frustrating to me is like what you said earlier that you don't know what these people are actually doing. Like you see a 10, 20 second video, but like, okay, say this girl is going to Pilates and she shows a video of her Pilates class and her cute little matching set or whatever. And then she goes and gets a protein smoothie at this cute little smoothie bar down the street. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Very specific. Yeah. But like, you don't know like what else she's eating, like what other things she's doing in her routine, her genes, like exactly where she came from. Exactly. Not like place, but like, physically like where she started from you know what I mean yeah just social media in general is only what like that 10 20 percent of that part of that person's life so I would never trust solely what they're doing trends right yeah like that trend just because genetics play a a a huge role like like maybe that person was a d1 athlete before they started pull pilates so they just have that, that that figure like there's all types of things that play into how someone looks I, I guess yeah. if that's what we're, we're talking we're talking about so yeah I think with Pilates it's great if you love it um it's a great form of physical activity it's a great thing to do with a friend but it really depends on you and your goals and what works best for you have you ever done hot yoga um I think I, ha- I have once yeah I want to do hot yoga let's yeah. do hot yoga yeah I'm gonna try it I love yoga, so I do love doing yoga. Hot yo- hot yoga, if you guys don't know, it's just when you're put in a very extremely hot hot, hot room. Yeah. Um, which, if you like sweating, go for it. But just so you guys know, sweating more is not going to help you lose more mm. fat. So if you are think that's tor- that's torture, but it's going to help, it's not. Um, don't torture yourself. No, that doesn't make sense scientifically. That that is. I'm I'm very science based my approach so no that's not going yeah. to shred more cows what about goat yoga does the, do the goats <laughs> shred more cows? it may give you more serotonin because <laughs> the goats are cute but no sure imagine all the hair what if you're sweating and you get covered in like goat hair that sounds terrible right it sounds itchy like needly right okay well let's do hot yoga eventually i don't know we'll yeah. have to find a place i think yoga in general is awesome okay moving on those were all those were all good good things that you touched on. So yeah, I hope I hope that made sense to our, our viewers. It made sense to me. So um so moving right along, 
still in the topic of health and wellness, what have been your personal experiences and or struggles with health and wellness? Yeah, so I think um, going back to the beginning of the episode, I mentioned I had an eating disorder. So that was kind of throughout high school. Um, So that was definitely a struggle. You know, I um, had body dysmorphia. I thought I was a lot bigger than I actually was um, because I've always been or I had all, all, always been very underweight and small, so I obviously did not need or have a problem with my weight. But of course, I thought I thought I did. So that was a struggle for me at the start of my journey. And then I think now and throughout the past few few years, like the more recent times, a struggle I have is gaining weight. So, like I said, the opposite. Oh yeah, yeah, big flip. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, so I. Like I said, I've always been small and it's been hard for me to put on muscle mass or gain weight. And of course, that is my overall goal is to keep building more mu- more muscle and put on more mass, especially right now. So I think it's a struggle for me to stay consistent with my eating and see that weight gain. Yeah, it's it's hard to to, to put on mass. I'm sure it is. Which is frustrating. I'm sure. For me, yeah. it's hard to take off some mass. <laughs> yeah, like everyone is different, so. I'd be hungry. <laughs> yeah, so that is a struggle, I guess. I think, unfortunately, body dysmorphia is a big problem or oh, yeah. a struggle for a lot of people. Both that ways. Are, yeah, males Pe- and females. Yeah, people think they're too big when they're not. People think they're too too small and they're not. Yeah, yeah, that's sad. Yeah, I definitely think that's a big problem within the health and fitness world is people not seeing themselves as they are, which right. is beautiful. Gorgeous. Yeah. What about experiences, positive yeah, experiences? Yeah, so Spill I have more of those. Yeah, I think just like my word on, on health and fitness is that it is a journey and it's not linear. So if you're just starting off and – you're wondering why you're not just going straight up to the top. Like it, it doesn't work that way. You know, you're going to have highs, you're going to have lows. It's going to take time to find what you like. Be gracious with yourself in, in knowing that it's not always going to be the perfect, you know, it's going to be hard. It's a journey. Yeah. It's a journey. So I think that's a big experience that I've learned, you you know, throughout my body image, what I like, what I don't like, what I'm good at, what I'm not. So yeah, I've I've been on this this journey journey for quite a a while now. So yeah, that's so true. So adding on to the journey um, and the highs and lows, just know that if you fall off, you can always come right back. You know, progress, the way your your body works you working hard doing all this pro this progress for maybe one month and you falling off for just a week is not going to cancel out all of that progress like yeah. pe- like people think oh i've i've missed a day or a week or maybe even a month but how your body works it, it's not going your, your your muscles have have memories that, like yeah. seriously so if you fall off for one week and go right back in you may placeboly or mentally think, oh, I can't do this. But like your body can, like you'll come right back. Like it's not the end all be all if you fall off. There's been times where I've been like sick for a week or out of town for a week. And I get so hard on myself because like I'm not in my routine. I'm not sticking with tracking my food or yeah. eating the best, maybe 
not making the best choices and like nutrition wise and not going to the gym. But then when I get back and I get back into it, it's almost like, wow, I needed that break. You start start off right where you left, where you left off. Yeah. And you almost feel better sometimes. Yes. Sometimes it's, it, it, it's needed for yeah. reco- recovery. So, yeah. Yeah. So just don't, if you fall off, if you started and then you decided to stop or, or something came up, you can always go, go back. Don't give up because the progress is still there. That so. muscle memory stuff is true. Cause like with dance, oh, yeah. I used to do um, competitive dance and I could still, if I heard that song, I could still do my dances. Like I remember it yeah. all. And I, it's I been, shoot eight years 10 years since I stopped so that muscle memory is true say you're not you don't have as much time as you as you as you normally would like change it up like just take out some some movements or lower your 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 time like 30 minutes is is better than than no minute we talked about that before like going into August um making that plan yeah yeah if you have a trainer talk to your to your trainer like you don't don't just take shortcuts and think, oh, it's not perfect. So I'm going to do nothing. Like nothing's ever going to be perfect. It's not going to be the perfect time. So start. It's a journey. It's better than nothing. Yeah. It's all a journey. It really is. That's so true. So how would you say that you balance a healthy lifestyle with everyday life? Yeah. So, so I think balancing a healthy lifestyle is making it a lifestyle. So you really need to incorporate your health and fitness into your life. It's not, it shouldn't be like a, what's the word I want, I, I want to say. It should be something you practice every day. Not saying you go to the gym every day, but doing something to better your wellness or health every single day. So make it a habit, make it a, a lifestyle and incorporate it into your routine mm-hmm. is the broad way. For me personally, um, the way I or what helps me practice balance everything else that is involved in life. Um, I personally track my my food, and tracking for me helps me with ba- with ba- with balance. Because I know what if I know what I'm eating, then I know then there's there's no reason for me to cut for me to cut out foods or not go out and get in and get a drink if I want to or have that piece of cake. Like if I'm tracking and I and I know what I where I'm at, where my, my marks are, that helps me create balance. Right. That makes complete which sense. Which is what I tell you. So yeah, that makes complete sense. Yeah. So I, I don't cut out any foods. Um, I don't cut out food groups. I don't restrict myself. I just practice balance and tracking personally mm-hmm. helps me do that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. So we are coming to the end of the episode. So I'm going to ask if you have three pieces of advice or tips that you would give to people beginning their wellness or fitness journey, what would those tips be? So any words of advice? People maybe are on their journey. Maybe they're in a slump or lacking motivation. Maybe they're starting their journey. So what would your three pieces of advice be? Yeah. So I think for starters, take that time to find what you like. Yeah. You know, if you've, if you've maybe never even done anything physically active and you don't know where to start, I think take time to find what, what you like and what works best for you, your goals and your lifestyle, your, your routine. So that's tip number one. 
do what works for you, mm-hmm. not what works for the girl on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Or your friend. Like, find what works for you and your body and your needs. Tip or advice, I guess, no, no, number two would be to stay disciplined, stay focused. Motivation is great and all, but it will come and go. So if you are in that slump and lacking the motivation to get up, get out there, do that route, that, that routine or that workout, focus on discipline. So that goes back to the self-discipline thing. It's not easy and it can be hard at, at, at times, but just know how much better you'll feel after you do that, that thing. Mm-hmm. So motivation is not going to get you there all the time. Let me tell you, you need to be disciplined. And tip no- number three, I'd say is to track your progress. So you can get by, get through a whole week, month of training and stop and think I've gotten nowhere. I've gotten this. I suck. No, if you, if you track where you were that one month, like prior, whether that being your activity, your, your body, like it'll show you that you've come some like somewhere like, so I, especially once you do start to see that progress, looking back makes it all the worth it all the while. Yeah. It gives you more motivation to keep going, see how much more you can do. Yes. I would definitely say track your progress, track what you're, what you're doing, because that will play into keeping that motivation. You know what I just realized? Yeah. I know the one year training anniversary of you and I is tomorrow on Tuesday. (gasps) Tomorrow? Tomorrow on Tuesday. Oh my God. November 22nd. That's crazy. I know. Speaking of that, I got to look back at my pictures from a year ago. Are are you too? I know. Maybe. (laughs) It's you. Yeah. So definitely um, (laughs) tracking your progress is awesome to look back at. How exciting. Yeah. I know. But that's so true. Tracking your practice. What? (laughs) Okay. Tracking Tracking your your progress. progress. Yeah. That's so true. Speaking from experience. Yes. Yes. All right. Well, is there anything else you'd like to add? Um, no. You guys get out there. Get to it. Start today. If you haven't, start next week. Like, don't wait to the new year. Like you said in your previous episode. Do it now. There's no point in waiting. Do yeah. it now. Just what, do it. <laughs> what are you waiting for? You are your biggest competition. competition. Yeah. Yeah. That too. Tip advice number four. Number four. <laughs> Do not compare yourself to other people. Like we're saying, it's you versus you. Like, like money bag. You are says. so yeah. You are so unique and different that what works for you is not going to work for someone else. The progress that you see versus someone one else's like it's it's not going to be the same. And you need to just trust in that and stick it out and yeah. not and not compare yourself to to someone else absolutely yeah it's you versus you you girl so it's you versus past you so look at that progress pick that progress numbers and try to beat to, to beat them yeah definitely 
All right. Well, thank you so much yeah, for joining the podcast today. This was super fun. It was. Thank you for having me. Of course. They, thank you for listening. If you made it through this whole episode, um, I can be chatty. And <laughs> no. <laughs> sorry about my stutter if it confused you. No, not at all. So where can we find you? Please share your Instagram, TikTok, email, your WhatsApp, your kick. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I am mainly on Instagram. So you can find me at Samantha N. Nace. That is my username. And it's probably best for you to reach me there if you do have inquiries about um, personal training. She's great, by the way. Just saying. Thank you. <laughs> so yeah, so I am, um, I am taking on some clients. If you are interested in gaining muscle, losing weight, just getting built, like building confidence, um, mm -hmm. then yeah, then maybe we are a great fit. And you can find me on Instagram. Again, that is at Samantha and Nace. Yeah, I'll link it in the show notes below as well so you can find her. Yeah, so reach out to me on there. Perfect. Yeah, of course. All right, guys. I hope you have a great week. Happy Thanksgiving. Spend some time with your family. Start now. You are your biggest competition. Yes, and have a great Thanksgiving, everyone. Enjoy all the foods. Be mindful and stay happy. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. See ya.